so what's love got to do with it? And what we're doing is we're looking at love in three different forms. Um, last week, we talked about love and we talked about this, this idea, um, this concept of resolving to love, making up in our mind to love. We talked about uh, uh, having this, this definite and determined love that is focused on the well-being of others, that's demonstrated through action, and that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. Transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. We said that God's instruction for us was to resolve to love others as he has resolved to love us. Today, uh, it is my goal to take a deep dive, a deeper dive as we talk about that um, in this area of consistent love. Last week, we resolved to love. This week, we want to talk about consistent love. And it's funny that we, we go from there to here because when we look at the definition of God's instruction, uh, excuse me, uh, love demonstrated through action that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. I look at the, the definition of consistent and consistent means to continue regardless of circumstances, situations, or surroundings. Consistent, to continue regardless of circumstance, regardless of situation, and regardless of surroundings. When, when I think about consistency, um, the clearest example I have of consistency is my son, Cadence. Um, Cadence is consistent. And you say, he's a child. How on earth can a child be consistent? Well, when a child wants something, uh, their consistency is unmatched. It is unmatched. Cadence wants to go to Black Bear. I'm not going to point to the reason that he wants to go to Black Bear, my mother and father-in-law, but some reason he wants to go to Black Bear, and he's like, Daddy, can I go to Black Bear? And I'm, I'm not the no daddy. I'm the sing you to your mama daddy, okay? You got one of the two, okay? I'm the sing you to your mama daddy. And, and, and when he sends, when I send him to, to his mom, and he comes back to me, because sometimes she knows or overhears that I've sent him, right? And so she'll send him back to me, and I will make the, the terrible uh, mistake of saying Maybe. Okay. Um, you ain't got no kids. Let me help you out. Uh, to kids, maybe is the same as yes. They only understand two things, yes and no. Maybe they just, yeah, okay, yeah. Cadence, Daddy, can we go to Black Bear? Okay, you know, maybe we'll see, we'll see. Okay, a couple minutes go by. Daddy, uh, do you think we're, we're going to um, go to Black Bear? Cadence, yes, I promise you, we will see. Just, just bear with me. We got, we got a lot going on, you know, we got some stuff going on. It, it, it's, okay, just give me a couple minutes. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Watch a couple shows, some time has passed. Hey, Dad, um, how you feeling? First of all, grown man, I'm fine. How, how are you? 
he was like, oh, okay, I just wanted to see if it was okay if we, we went to Black Bear or not. He's consistent. Even uh, we had, you know, some, 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 some uh, 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 you know, as pastors, we get phone calls, and some of the phone calls are good, some of the phone calls are not good, and we had a situation where we got a phone call, we needed to spring into action, we needed to, to move, we needed to go, uh, go pray for some people, do some, do some pastoral things, and um, it was just a, a different kind of day for us, and we are visibly uh, upset, we're visibly saddened in this moment, and my, 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 my son, Kate, he sees this. He's like, hey, Dad, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, buddy, um, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to be all right. He says, um, you know, well, maybe if we go to Black Bear, you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> Consistency. Consistency regardless of circumstances, situations, or surroundings. Consistency. So the reason that I wanted to dive in this again is because we've all uh, seen or we've heard or encountered uh, people who uh, call themselves Christians. Um, or they've encountered someone who calls themselves Christians. And the main thing that they will say when you say, oh, well, why don't you go to church? And uh, in being in ministry uh, uh, 15 years, uh, let me tell you, this is probably the most thing that I've heard. They'll say, oh, I don't want to go to church because there are just a bunch of hypocrites there. And, and while I've, I've had many conversations, and I understand that that comes from different places, what they're actually saying is there are a bunch of inconsistent loving people there. There are people there that I've encountered who call themselves Christians, who loved me as long as I was going to church, who loved me as long as I was doing what they thought I should be doing, who loved me as long as I was giving and as long as I was serving. But when I had a bad moment, when I had a misstep, when I failed, their love became inconsistent. Their love became inconsistent. This world desires and needs to be met with consistent love. We need to love people, and people need to be loved regardless of their circumstance, regardless of their situations, and regardless of their surroundings. They need to be loved. This is God's love. This is God's love. Psalms chapter uh, 136, verse 26, um, it says, Give thanks to the God of heaven for his steadfast, unwavering, firmly established love endures forever. Steadfast. Steadfast means unwavering. Steadfast means firmly established. He said that kind of love, that consistent love endures forever. It endures forever. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. A scripture that we're all uh, familiar with. It says, for I am convinced and continue to be convinced Beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principality, nor things present and threatening, 
nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Steadfast, unlimited, consistent. We look at uh, the children of Israel in the Bible. And you think about how much they complained and complained and complained. But God still loved them. And God still provided for them. His love for them was still consistent. They had manna, they complained. They had quail, they complained. They were thirsty, so he had uh, water come out of the rocks. God was consistently loving them and taking care of them, even though they were not consistently loving him. Looking at the prophet Hosea, we see a similar example in in the Bible. Hosea chapter 1. The prophet Hosea says, when the Lord began speaking through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Dibliam, And she conceived and bore him a son. So as you continue in in chapter 1, Hosea begins to prophesy. He begins to to talk about the things that the Lord has given him. Uh, In chapter 2, he's directed to prophesy some more. The entirety of chapter 2, he's he's declaring uh, uh, the similarities uh, of, of how God's love is and how the children of Israel is. And then uh, in chapter 3, we, we don't know how much time has passed in, in 1 through 3, but we can assume some time has passed. So we pick it up in chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Then the Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Verse 2, so I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and an elethic of barley. He says, so I bought her. So not only is she... An adulteress, not only is she uh, 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 loved by another man, but now she is being sold into slavery. So I bought her. And then I told her, verse 3, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way towards you. Verse 4, for the Israelites, here's the comparison, for the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, sacrifice, sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterwards, the Israelites will return 
and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessing in the last day. See, Gomer is a vivid example of how we are as children sometimes. How we are as God's children. When we love other things and take him off of the pedestal and put our jobs there and put our finances there and put our desires there and our wants and our needs over God. But Hosea is an example of God still consistently pursuing us, finding us, loving us. Imagine the anguish of buying your own wife or husband back who willingly left you. Yet, in this action, it is a picture of the unfailing, consistent love of God. Even more so an example of what God does for us through Jesus Christ, who bought us. Not with, not with money, but with his own blood he bought us. Titus chapter 2, uh, uh, verse 13, he says, While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good? He said he didn't care about uh, our situation. He doesn't care about our surroundings. He says, I still love you regardless. We see it illustrated more throughout the scripture, throughout the Bible. We look at the woman at the well. I didn't care about our situation. He, he didn't care that everybody else avoided her. He went right to her, knew what was going on with her. And when she, she tried to divert away, he said, no, let me bring you on back here. Where your husband at? He didn't care about the situation. He didn't care about her circumstance. He didn't care about her surroundings. We look at Peter and Peter's missteps. Peter uh, Stop the kids. Jesus says, no, let the children come unto me. Said so Jesus says, I'm going to have to go and die. And Peter says, no, you ain't going to die. Where they at? <laughs> then they finally got there, and Peter goes and cuts the ear off, and Jesus is like, pull it together, man. <laughs> and he heals him. But Jesus consistently loved these people. He consistently loved them. He didn't care about their situation, their circumstances, their surroundings. His love for them continued. Why does this matter? Why does consistent love matter? Why? This love matters because the world places conditions the world places circumstances and stipulations on what they call love. And it's left so many people with this deep void. It's left them with this desire to be loved by any means necessary. 
And as they strive to meet whatever the new conditions are for love, they ultimately fail. And then they fall into depression. Then they fall into an identity crisis. Then they fall into loneliness and self-hate and even suicide. Which we've seen has, has taken a hold right here at home. How many people have we walked past that just needs to know God's consistent love? How many people have we worked with or even worshiped with that are desperate to see an example of God's consistent love? Not the type of love that loves you as long as you're here and it doesn't inconvenience me. The type of love that's, that's okay with it as long as you're following by the rules that I deem are good. Consistent love. Consistent love. We as believers have to walk out this type of love. We have to live out this type of love. And then we have to introduce other people to this type of love as well. Jesus' love says, you know what? I've already made up in my mind to love you irregardless. I've already made up in my mind that I'm going to love you no matter what. And nothing will be able to separate you from my love because my love is consistent. He says, if you are enslaved, I will buy you back. If you are ashamed, I will cover you. If you wander off, I will bring you home. If you give up on me, I will not give up on you no matter where you are. My love for you is consistent. And he charges us to walk in the same kind of love. And I said it last week. I know it's hard. People are difficult. It's not easy to love people consistently. It's hard. But that's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the Word of God. That's why we have community to encourage us, to sharpen us, to keep us together. Why? Because the world needs to know and it needs to see this love. Now, consistent love doesn't mean that you pacify everything that happens. Yes, uh, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin, but it does not pacify, it does not ignore, or it does not affirm the sin. It shows that sin is an issue that needs to be corrected through discipline. Discipline. Peter, uh, uh, when he denied Jesus, Jesus didn't punish Peter. Punishing says, you did something wrong, so I'm going to hurt you because you did something wrong. But what he did do is he walked out disciplined with Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Jesus, I know you love me. First time. Peter, but do you love me, though? Yes, Jesus, you know all things. You know I love you. Asked him a third time. Peter, do you love me? Jesus. What was he doing? Three times he denied Jesus. 
three times, he asked him, do you love me? And then he says, okay, feed my sheep. Punishment says, you did something wrong, so I'm going to hurt you because you did something wrong. Discipline says, you did it wrong, now let me show you how to do it right. That's the difference. That's the difference. Let me show you how to do it right. And so Jesus walked that out in that moment. He walked out discipline and not punishment. And so he told him, good, feed my sheep. Walking out a vivid example of God's consistent love. Why do we go to Starbucks, excuse me, Starbucks? Why do we shop at the places that we shop at? Why do we go to Chick-fil-A? Hallelujah. <laughs> I need to take a moment for Chick-fil-A, amen. All right. Why do we go to Chick-fil-A? Why do we go to these places? Why do we? Why? Because of their consistency. There's an assurance in consistency. There's safety in consistency. There's peace in consistency. There's rest in consistency. Showing this consistent love matters because only God's consistent love being shown on this earth can shatter hard hearts and mend broken ones. It is only consistent love that allows that to happen. That's why he said in John chapter 13, he said in verse 34, I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another, period. Next sentence. Just as I have loved you, so you too are to love one another. He says, just as I have resolved to love you, you should be resolving to love others, whether it's difficult, whether you want to or not. Just as, as I consistently love you, you should be consistently loving others. You should be consistently, regardless of their circumstance, regardless of what they're going through, regardless of where they're at. Why? Because you see them as they are, but I see them as where they're going to be. I know the plan that I have. for You like it when I say, I know the plans that I have for you? Guess Guess what? I know the plans that I have for them too. Even in their difficultness, even in their situation, I know the plans, but I've called you to be my hands and feet on this earth. And what does that mean? It means I need you to show consistent love. I need you to love them when they up, and I need you to love them when they down. I need you to love them when you agree with them, and I need you to love them when you don't agree with them. You don't like a decision they make? Fine. I don't like some decisions you make, but I still love you, though. See, we try to make these, like, these little nuances about loving people, but God says, no, I don't got no nuances when it comes to you. I've already made up my mind. And so what I'm telling you to do is I'm challenging you and I'm charging you to love people consistently. One thing about cadence is, and I, I love this as a father, and I know many fathers and husbands, you know, they, 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 they go through this. Anytime anything breaks in the house, he brings it to me. Doesn't matter what it is. The remote's broke. Daddy, can you fix this? My toy's broke. Daddy, can you fix this? The microwave's broke. Daddy, can you fix this? Why? Because he knows when he brings it to me, 
as a result of the consistency that I've established, he knows that when he brings it to me, I'm going to do my best to fix it. Even if I'm busy, if something's going on, I'm going to give him this. I'm going to, okay, buddy, I got it. Just sit it right here. I'll take care of it. And when he leaves it there, he walks off. He ain't even worried about it no more. Why? Because of the consistency. He knows when I come back, it's going to be done. Why? Because I'm consistent in that area. Especially those of us who have kids. Whether your kid loves Jesus now, whether your kid is away, whether you believe in God for, for your kid to come back. I just feel led to say this. Keep walking out consistent love in their life. It is that consistent love that will change them. It is that consistency. I gave this example in our meeting earlier. Um, um, I've, I've had the opportunity to minister at, at jailhouses, at probation centers, at, at prisons. And, and you always find somebody who says, well, you know what? I know my grandmother is somewhere praying for me. Or my mama always told me to go to church. Or, or my mama always went to church and, and, and she always asked me to come. Why do they remember those things? Why? Because that mother, that grandmother, that person that was praying for them was consistent and in that consistency they remember I'm challenging you to love the unlovable consistently I'm challenging you to put aside whatever, whoever, whenever, why ever and love consistently because I know we can remember our moments before Jesus we can remember how we were and who we were and what we were. We can remember how the loneliness used to affect us and all the things we did to try to fill the voids. But when we came in contact with consistent love. I remember when I lost my father. Uh, my father was murdered when I was in, in fifth grade and I remember that I was an angry child. And even though I was, my mother made me go to church, I was just angry and just mad. And I remember my godfather, who, who was one of our worship leaders at the time, he would just be there. Hey, how you doing? I, would, might, I may say something, I may not. Hey, do you need anything to eat? How you feeling? I may respond, I may not. Even to the point where as a child, I got so angry just because he kept being around that I just, I almost fought him. In summer camp, at a Jesus summer camp. Y'all pray for me. Pray for my past, though. But now I realize what was happening. Because here I am 15, 20 years later. And the consistency that he showed me, the consistent love, whether I was passing in my grades or flunking out of class, whether I was getting into fights or whether I was making it to church, he was consistent. And that consistent love changed my life and made me the man that I am today. Because one man and one lady decided that no matter what, we are going to show consistent love. This is what I'm saying. This is the power that we have over this city. This is the power that we have over our, our kids. This is the power that we have to show God's consistent love. 
So how do I walk this out practically? You practice it. It's right in the Word. You practice it. And you won't get it right every time. You will fail. But practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. So walk it out. Walk that love out. Be consistent. Show up and be consistent in your love towards others. Sometimes you may not even need to say something. You know, some of us, hallelujah, we just want to say something every time. We don't need to say something every time. You want to bring up what's going on in there? Like, well, you know, no, we see it. We all see it. We all see it. You don't need to say something every time. Sometimes you just need to be there. Hey, I just brought you some food. Just want you to know I love you. Hey, you know what? I just wanted to give you a call. I was thinking about you. Hey, you know what? I see you over here. I just wanted to bless you. The Lord wanted me to tell you. You, you don't have to br- just, just do it. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Trust that he is doing the work in your kids, in your family. Trust that the Holy Spirit is working. And be consistent. Be consistent in your love. Be consistent. Have a love that continues regardless of circumstances, regardless of situations, regardless of surrounding. That is consistent love. Watch how it changes. Whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's a year, I promise you, consistent love changes lives. And if we want to see this city turned upside down for Jesus, it's going to start with us. And it's going to start with us loving the unlovable. It's going to start with us going to that family member and just resolving to love and being consistent in our love. Because there's no way we can see revival in the city if we don't first see it in our own house. We got to do the work. Let's be consistent. My administrators, my teachers, I applaud you for your work, retired or active. I applaud you because I know that you've had to walk out what it means to be consistent in your love. I apologize on behalf of every bad kid. Because I once was one. But I promise you, I remember my teachers, Miss Allen, Miss Strozier. I remember my assistant principals and my, my principals, Miss Blasting Gang, those people who say, you know what? I'm just going to love you because you need to be loved. And I stand here as a result of that love today. So let's love. Let's be consistent in it. Let's change this world. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your.